Shut up and sit down. I know you think you're an awesome DJ going like, wiki, 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 wiki. <laughs> but it's dumb as shit. <laughs> Must be the new Utah podcast. <laughs> yes, it is. And Josh is and back. Josh is back from Europe. How was your trip, Josh? You know what? Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> wiki, wiki, wow. Okay. He, he learned how to be a DJ in France, I believe. I did. Smoke cigarettes and turn the discs on the tables. Smoke cigars. Cigarillos. Cigarillos, mostly. Well, we are the New Utah Cup Podcast, and uh, welcome to it. <laughs> Yay! I'm so glad to be back. We are uh, coming, to, coming to you from a uh, post-July 4th Utah celebration, a uh, post-vacation uh, days for one Josh Butterfield, and... Uh, we all still have our fingers. Uh, yeah. I don't know if that's true for my neighbors. There was a little incident uh, <laughs> earlier outside of my house, but... We're all here now. Uh, my neighbors light off fireworks until 4 in the morning yes. every night of the week, so that's cool. How do people spend so much money on fireworks? I mean... Let me tell you. Because it's fire. As it, I mentioned previously, in my business, we have a large firework distributor as a customer. I can tell you in the state of Utah, they did over a million dollars on July 4th in sales. That's awesome. Just July 4th. And I watched all that fucking money go up in booms and bangs and little fucking sparkly shit coming out of the sky. In your neighborhood. <laughs> on July 4th in the evening. There were still lines oh, yeah. at like 9 and 10 o'clock. Oh, I was they coming go past down the midnight. mountain and I mean people still buying Yeah, that they're still making sales past midnight. It's uncanny and you might as well just light a dollar bill on fire. Yeah, I saw this. The funniest firework I've seen to date, to date, is it's a snake. You know those snakes? Snakes! That, oh but God, it's more a snake. More of fire bullshit. It's oh, a yeah. snake. <laughs> but it is, it's put in like a, a cardboard picture of a dog pooping. <laughs> so it's coming out the dog's ass. It is so <laughs> funny. Oh, I laughed my ass off. Well, as a kid, we used to take the tanks, you know, the little tanks oh, yeah. that don't really oh, roll, yeah. but they're supposed to. We would uh, stick them inside of anthills. Ooh. Light them on fire and just piss off all the ants that we could. That's amazing, dude. You're the reason that we get taken over by giant ant ants later <laughs> on the road. Speaking of which, let's do some introductions. Yay! So, uh, to my left is our friend and, and pal, local architect Jeremy. Happy to be here. Uh, as Chris said, local business owner, Utah transplant. Happy to be in this crazy state, and that's me. Our uh, local Brexit uh, denier, <laughs> That's Joshua right. Butterfield. Brexit be damned. It was a bad move, Europe. Get out of there. What um, do the people of London think of Brexit? You know, we talked to probably 60 people uh, across all of London, and of them, only 40 people said they voted, and 100% of the people that voted said that they did not want to leave leave the European Union. So, it's really bizarre to me. I mean, and admittedly, we didn't get a great sample size. That's not a significant sample size to base any sort of... But you're a tourist in England on Brexit, uh, the day they vote on Brexit anyway, and and you're asking these people about it. Did they just think, 
fucking Americans? Or was it like, no. we're happy to talk about Dude, it? Dude, they were, were so happy. They were really eager to tell their side of the story. They're like, this is bullshit. <laughs> this is some sort of propaganda. It's going in for all the wrong reasons. But I will say this. The fear really ultimately is xenophobia. It's all these people being afraid of the people that are immigrating into the country. But Sounds all like here. It, it really is. There's a really strong parallel between this and Trump's America, which is a stupid America. <laughs> Did you see the stuff on Trump and his... Because he was in, he was in England. Scotland. He was in Scotland. He was actually. in Scotland. And the shit Promoting that he said, his new... His son's. It's his son's golf course. His golf course. Yeah. And he held a press conference, and they were like... And he's like, yeah, you guys in Scotland took back your country. And they're like, dude, we didn't want to leave. Not only did they not <laughs> want to leave England, but overwhelmingly Scottish voted people, against yeah. Brexit. If you look at the numbers, it was totally so, not happening. So, so Scotland and Ireland both majority voted to stay in. Speaking of Josh, introduce yourself. Oh, hello. <laughs> I am international traveler Josh Butterfield. And so, I'm just back from England and London, and I have no idea why that makes me some sort of expert on and talking on this podcast. But I've had like three Moscow mules. I think that gives me a certain <laughs> amount of perspective. International traveler, once international again. traveler, there you go. Moscow, and sitting next to Josh is lovely Jessica. Hi, I'm Jessica. I am your. Mistress of events and the Darbish designated driver for these. <laughs> Luckily, we're in my basement, so the more I drink tonight, the uh, harder it'll be up to go be to go work in the morning. Woohoo! <laughs> oh, I love that we've had so much to drink. It's uh, wonderful. I have an install tomorrow that's going to be fun. <laughs> uh, and I am Chris. I am your lovely podcast host uh, for the evening. I'm a Chris, local entrepreneur. Would you say that you're a pod administrator? Yeah, because I do everything, basically. You really find sound effects at the most inappropriate times. <laughs> and shitty songs about angels. You know what? Send me an angel is... That is not the song you found! Oh, yeah, I found... And that's not the song you wanted to play us out to. Shh. Or did play us just out to. Just continue. Just, just hush. Speaking of really bad things, that brings us to our first Kickstarter uh, of the day. Our only Kickstarter today. The tactical signaling phone case. Let, let's start by saying their video is badass. I do. Like I like video. the video. It's fantastic. So it's got great music. It shows production. Play, play like just a tiny snippet to let the folks at home know. Okay, but hold on. Before we do, let's talk about what is good and bad about the video. Let's talk about what it is. So the tactical signaling phone case is a phone case for your iPhone. That has a reflective mirror on it. On the inside, underneath where your phone sits. That, right. So that you can signal if you're lost out in the woods. If people can see your freaking... Like, look, it could. It might not be that you're lost. It could be with all the military stuff you see in there. Maybe it's some freaking militia member trying to signal across some wooded so, campground. His other militia members... That the FBI is coming and they need now to start shooting. Now wait a minute. Them. Is this Red Dawn or is this those Yahoos up in in Washington? I'm telling you, I don't think in Washington. It's the same fucking thing. But play some of that video because that, that <laughs> their soundtrack's cool. We can dance to that. Ready? Here we go. tactical, and we're really really excited. Oh, hit pause. Hit pause. But it's nice. It's only a minute long too. Yeah, it is really nice. It's a very short video. He says he starts off his video with, "What's up." I love that. Okay, yeah. keep going. <laughs> he looks like a total beefcake, too. 
Yeah, beefcake pantyhose. With a man And turn it into a very unique, very useful tool for your everyday carry. So after tons of work and hours and hours of design, we give you the signal morale case. Break it down! <laughs> and so here we have an image of uh, them making the case. A guy just throwing his phone on the counter. Some military people sticking patches to the back of the case, which is hook and loop. We're sticking it on a dashboard. So basically Velcro. Uh, for those of you who don't know what hook and loop is. And then there's a lady showing her shatterproof signal mirror. Whoa. It's probably in Morse code. Shock absorbing bumpers. So here's the deal, folks. Let's talk about, what, first of all. All right, break it down. First of all, this Kickstarter is going to fail. And Sadly. I don't, I don't want any any independent person who is putting out, putting themselves out here to fail. I don't want these guys to fail. But to be very honest, despite the fact the fact that it has a really kick ass soundtrack, which Jeremy's right, we are boogieing I'm our dancing. asses off to it. <laughs> the fact <laughs> is, there's nothing really creative or original about this case. Yeah. So where where this uh, where this Kickstarter's goal is is thirteen thousand. They have about a week to go at this point, and they're at two thousand. Kick Track has them on target to hit about twenty six hundred. They may do a little bit better, but they're not going to reach their goal. It's not going to fund. The only way this is going to come in is with fairy money, as in mom angel comes in, yeah. angel investors, yeah. One of fairy money. It. Someone comes in and, and donates, and I hate to see that happen, but you know, like well, like we talked about before, before coming right off the top. No First other back projects. Zero back. Once again, they're not part of the community. You come in and you think, oh, Kickstarter, I'm going to make a lot of money. If you're not part of the community, I know we talk about this every time, if you're not part of the compu- uh, community, it's very hard to break into. So it. they do have some good pledge levels. They have the $1 pledge level, which we all think is, is perfect to have there. 12 of their 38 backers have backed a dollar. So that's not a good record for them to have only 38 and have such a low backing. Uh, they do have a patch level where they'll give you a woven patch of their company logo, which okay, I guess cool. if you want to support them, that's cool. Uh, and then you get into pledges that basically allow for different cases. Um, they're pretty much all the same thing. It's one case, one color, one design. You can get a buddy pack where you get two cases, or you can you know move up and get like five. So, skins. Chris, let me interject. This is... Kickstarter is designed to really capitalize on the military. Absolutely. So this is something that someone who is ex-military looks at and goes, you know what, I can put my sweet ranger patch on, and that's pretty cool. It has a very specific demographic. However, if you do not advertise to that demographic, if you do not make it pretty clear in the video, then you're missing the mark. Well, and then- this is a case where he has a specific demographic in mind, but he's not really advertising for it, and right. that's hurting him. Are the military folks really into Kickstarter? That's kind of another no. question. It's, no, hipsters uh, yeah. that want to experience and invent shit and like be on the cutting edge of what's going on. And sadly, an iPhone six, uh, an iPhone six plus case, that's not cutting edge. There's a million fucking phone cases out there. Especially for the iPhone, Chris, you have a potty mouth. I do. <laughs> I do. It's embarrassing. Do but you it's kiss true. your mom with that mouth. Uh, I don't kiss my mom. I stopped doing that when I was much younger. Really? 
Yeah. We actually did that. So, <laughs> the, the, the case in, in and of itself is kind of cool. The concept is kind of cool. Well, the video has high production value. The and the Kickstarter is well laid out, well thought out. It's simple. It's simple, but they're good pledge levels. This is a... Uh, the people that are building this Kickstarter are intelligent and did their research. They did not invest in the community, to Jeremy's point, and I think that is hurting them a little bit. Yeah, and I think, like we said, I, I think even more so than not investing in the community, they're putting it out in a place where the community probably doesn't care about this product. Do you do you think that maybe people aren't investing because technology and the phones are changing sizes so quickly that to maybe invest in something like this, they feel that it's just a... Well, well, certainly, ma'am, I mean, thank you, ma'am, kind of thing. Uh, yeah, I, I think so. If you look at their timeline, I mean, their delivery date is December, which is, for a product that's not manufactured, still really aggressive when we're in July and this thing's still going. Six months is pretty aggressive for a product that's got to be manufactured. And whether it's done in the U.S. or overseas, it's got to make its way here and be distributed. So uh, I, I think it's got a lot of problems. The Kickstarter's actually really well laid out. I think if they're smart, what they'll do is they'll... <clears throat> They'll cut their losses, and, and this is my opinion. You drop it before it fails, and you back re- out before it fails. You relaunch it later on with all these supporters right. have a strong start, which gives you a powerful position to carry the Kickstarter through for the next run. Right. So just because it doesn't look like it's going to happen this time, doesn't mean it won't happen. You know what, Jeremy? Well said. That's absolutely right. That is what. If this gentleman and or gentlemen's gentle peoples Men's are listening is- right now. We recommend canceling, getting all the information for the people that have backed so far, starting again, having everyone jump on on day one or two. That'll propel you right to the top of the list. You may be an editor's pick who hasn't even maybe even seen you yet. You may be at the top of the list for your area, but it'll give you a strong start and give you a fresh take on this. But you have to tweak the Kickstarter just a little bit in order to carry it forward with the next run. And I gotta say, as a slight side note, I'm really, I'm really pleased to see all of these things come out of Utah. So th- that's the one thing that w- we we should mention. These are all Utah Kickstarters. So these are all local to us, which is pretty impressive. And that's all we do here on the New Utah Podcast: local Utah stuff. And occasionally we talk about Brexit. And there, there's some <laughs> shit that comes out of Nebraska, but we don't care. If you're from Nebraska. Please listen to us still. We love you. <laughs> but we're not going to talk about your shit. In fact, what we're going to talk about now are events going on in Utah in the next week. Uh, last week uh, was all about the 4th of July, a lot of fireworks and... Sidewalk of fire! Apparently lighting dude Sidewalk of fire was so cool. And taking pictures of those snakes on the ground. <laughs> and my neighbors lighting off shit until 4 in the morning. But... Uh, Good thing we got the 24th to look forward to. Yeah, yeah. They you don't know, stop. You know, you're supposed to stop in Utah after the 4th. What is it, three days? Three, three days, days before, before and after. after. It's not three days. It's a full week before, a full week after that you can launch Yeah, off basically no one stops. The whole month of July in this neighborhood is... Um, in most neighborhoods. Yeah, just a giant, giant explosion fest. <laughs> Josh, your sound effects are not appropriate right too now. Too early, too early. you got to wait a second. Okay, fine. So, Jessica, uh, event superstar mistress, um, what's going on this week? July is such an awesome month for events in Utah. Uh, the 24th is celebrated all month, um, and Ogden Pioneer Days uh, starts on the 12th. 
Um, actually, I think it might have already started a few events this week, but it really starts... Um, In earnest on yeah, the 12th. Yeah, it starts... And it goes all the way to the 25th. So... Um, we also have the Shakespeare Festival in Cedar City. That's huge. That has okay, Utah has an amazing Shakespeare Festival. It's it is some of the best talent, s- the best shows. Amazing. We were actually reading an article. So my my daughter is going to Southern Utah University in Cedar City, where the Shakespearean Festival is done every year. They actually just got done building yeah. a new theater complex. Another replica of the globe. So they have an existing. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. And it's freaking cool as hell. We went and saw it when we were touring the campus last year. It's really freaking cool. It replaced the Adams Theater. Yeah, yeah. And they built a huge new one. It was still under construction when we went to go visit. And it actually starts, but it actually goes pretty much until mid August. Yeah, it started June twenty seventh, and it goes till actually October. Yeah. Um, just uh, and they don't just do Shakespeare. I mean, this year they're doing much to do about nothing. Henry V. Oh. They're doing Three Musketeers, which, which is Shakespeare. So I'm just saying those first two were much Shakespeare. to do about nothing. Mary Poppins, actually. Um, Julius Caesar. <laughs> <laughs> much to do about nothing is Shakespeare. I'm like, what? <laughs> they're also doing Mary Poppins. They are doing Mary Poppins. They're doing Julius <laughs> oh, yeah. Caesar. Mary Poppins is in Shakespeare. <laughs> much to do about nothing is Mary Poppins. The fuck. Yeah, it's a spoonful of sugar. It is. Don't worry about it. So tickets start at 32. They go up to 73. There's two different theaters. Actually, I think there's two or three different theaters that these take place at. Um, If you have an opportunity to just go for the weekend, catch a show, just hang out in Cedar City for a minute, it's completely worth it. It's really, really cool. If you enjoy theater, yeah, folks, if you're from out of town and you want to see some of the best theater around, it's it's a huge event. They take it very seriously, and it's got some amazing talent there. You will not see its like. I would I would say it is equal to the kind of the the kind of theater you'll see on New York or Broadway. Never have well, and seen. it's not just the sh- it's not just the shows, right? Because there's other things that go on. Right, they actually it's have workshops. Yeah. they have all yeah. They have all, all kinds, kinds of events. People dress in medieval clothing the whole time. Right, it's it's Southern Utah. So if you're in uh, California, Arizona, Vegas, it's not very Yeah, I mean, far. it's its only like, what, an hour and a half maybe from Vegas at the yeah. most to get to Cedar City, so it's its really accessible. And it's a cool small town. It's, it's strange because it's not much like the rest of Utah. It's a slice of small town Utah life. You still have the Burger Shack and the little Shake Shack. And the Lighthouse. And the Lighthouse. I mean, it's just, it's a cool small town. They still have Denny's there. Oh, and its it's not just Denny's, but it's the like the Denny's that's holding the tray. He's got fat the big boy. yeah. That's Bob's Denny's big fat boy. boy. Bob's. That's not no. I'm talking about an actual Denny's. I've ate there. <laughs> it's, it's like uh, you know, you get crappy food, a lot of eggs. In the middle it smells of the like night. bacon. Lumberjack. Is that Whoa. the lumberjack breakfast home? That's D's. <laughs> Anyways, I'm excited because I'm going to see Three Musketeers, which my aunt's high school friend is in. You guys are weird. <laughs> now figuring that out. No, hey, no. We didn't get be- we didn't get fat by not eating at diners. So <laughs> thank you, sir. Well said. You have not eaten at a diner until you've been to New Jersey. I'm just. I have been to New Jersey. High many five times. across the table. Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> is this the new New Jersey podcast? Okay, no. Let's no. table that shit. All right, so. Also, this weekend is another Scottish festival. We just had the really big one at Thanksgiving Point, but this is an even cooler one, is what they tell me. Down in Payson, it goes the 8th and the 9th. Um, 
They have some events Friday night, but all of the opening ceremonies and all the main competitions are on Saturday. So if you want to see those, Which make sure... Which just went to the other one, by the way. And posted pictures yes, I did. on our Twitters. Um, so Friday 5 to 9, Saturday 8 to 6. The difference between the two events is this one is free, as opposed to the one at Thanksgiving Point. Jess, let me pause for a moment and say that we have our own website now. And we will post show notes indicating the stuff we've talked about and links to all of these things. So you, gentle listener, all of all one of you... Uh-uh. We have way more than that. You've been out of town. We've got like four. What? Yeah, you We've quadrupled our listener base without you. That is... Oh, please tell me you bought me a beer. <laughs> Did you say root beer? No, I think you said a beer. That'll happen later, beer. Josh. Anyway, um, we've got our own website. Jess, our website is... TheNewUtah.wordpress.com so go out and check it out. See the links that Jess is talking about in all these cool activities and things that are going on. Uh, it'll take you directly to these things that we're talking about and give you an, uh, a, a direct connection to it. Anything else going on this weekend? Um, American Fork has their Steel Days, which has always been a huge event in Utah. Uh, the Oban Japanese Festival at the Buddhist Temple. I love the Oban Festival. It's free. Tons of food again. You can get handmade rice candy. Yeah, it's so good. amazing. And then, isn't there some soccer Wait, on Saturday? Is yeah, someone is someone going to the Oban Festival? I is, it, it, lots of people go yeah. to the Oban Festival because someone needs to pick us up some rice candy so we can it's eat good. it all it's on the microphone. Freaking delicious! I love I've it. had is it. Is it as noisy as peppermints? It's it's ten times better. Although I it's have not to. noisy though. It's very quiet. It's it's a chewy candy, and it might shut Josh up for a minute. Here's hoping. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, there is soccer. Um, I mean, it's a game against Montreal that starts super late Saturday night. Um, is it at home or is it? It's at home. We're in the middle of a big homestead. Um, there's also a big game. If you don't have tickets, you certainly have the ability to get them. Uh, on July 19th, I know it's a little far out, but I think it's worth mentioning. Uh, Real Salt Lake is playing Inter Milan uh, on July 19th in an exhibition match. Um, so certainly something worth watching. Real Salt Lake is pretty amazing, and it has a growing followership in, in Utah. And if you're not aware of the Real Salt Lake, then I suggest tuning into one of their games, because you may just become a fan, uh, because I think maybe it is one of the premier leagues in, in America. It is. It's growing. Um, popularity, TV deals uh, are all playing into that, so... Uh, and look, it's the only professional, you know, top-level professional sports team in the state of Utah to bring a championship. Right. That's true. So let's not forget that. I will drink to that. And been to the finals more than the stupid Jazz. <laughs> Sorry if you like them. Tons of money yesterday. Yeah. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. Hey, Stockton to Malone, man. I remember. I I remember those days. <laughs> not the dealership. I remember. No, not the dealership. But back in the Jazz days, when they the, the couple of years that they were going to the finals. Oh, those are those are cool years. Nineteen ninety six. Is that great. when it was? Yep. So uh, there is one other thing I want to mention event wise. So coming up this next week, uh, we're going to run into July eleventh, seven eleven. Yes, that's and an important you, date right there. It really is. So last year, seven eleven did this huge like week long promotion where they gave free shit away every day for a week. I don't know if they're doing it now, but it was like. You know, a free pack of Hostess Donuts one day. It was candy bars one day. And then, of course, on 7-Eleven Day, it's free Slurpees. 
are they doing just the small ones, or are they doing like the bring your own container kind? I don't of thing? know if they're going to do bring your own cup or not, but uh, get there early. They do sell out of the small cups. I think that yeah, they have those little default cups or like baby sized cups, mm-hmm. so you can get a width like four ounces. It's like it's it's really small. Just mix some rum in there. Oh. Price. Oh my holy Slurpee. The Slurpee? Yeah. Nice. The sugar free Coke Slurpee that oh man. The like have you ever been to New Orleans? No, um, it's, I'm saving my sky miles. So, to go there. so when you go to New Orleans and, and you're on Bourbon Street, um, that's pretty much how they all the, the drinks slushy are. Machines, so they've right? got the slushy oh, machines, yeah, the and they're pre mixed with alcohol, but then they'll throw a couple shots of rum on right. top of it for you. Are you serious? My cousin oh, yeah. just got Why that. am they I not there right show. now? They do Don't that in Vegas too at like Planet Hollywood and um, Paris. They do the same oh, thing. Right. They'll, the add, big, tall they'll add shots on top of their tall Slurpees. So, uh, well, that's great. That's that's good for events going on in the next week. It's a lot of stuff, and uh, I think it's time to get to some news. Oh, news, news, uh, news. Lots and lots of stuff going on lately. Um, let's start with uh, since it was the it was the Fourth of July. Uh, we have a story here about uh, patriotism in the state of Utah. Um. Utah was ranked number 38 uh, in the list of 50 states for being most patriotic. That's pretty sad. Or in our case, one of the least patriotic states in the country. That's um, Now, the reason this is so surprising is because of the ultra-conservative, um, I don't know, bent for a political kind of agenda. And so when the whole idea behind ultra-conservatism is that these people think that they are following the Constitution, that they are the most patriotic following America to its grassroots. And and apparently, and I'm I'm just citing this this news article, that is not true. And well we are low ranking due to the young Utahns not enlisting in the military. I'm actually very shocked at this. We have Camp Williams and we have Hill Air Force Base. When this came out, I I was shocked to see this number. Well, I mean if you think about it we have a couple, we have one real military base. I mean, Camp Williams is small. It's a National Guard base, sure. really. Um, you know, Hill is really the base here. If you go into other states like Texas, I mean, they have tons of military bases in Texas. Up and down the seaboard, you have tons and tons of military bases. Yeah, but, but let's pause for just a second and, and dissect what they're calling patriotism. They're essentially saying that people that sign up for military are more patriotic. Is that necessarily a hundred percent correlation? I mean, I think there is a correlation, but is it causation? I mean, do you have to be patriotic to sign up for military, or that's what that's what they're saying? So, so it's also saying though that the problem that we have here in Utah is the young men, eighteen and nineteen years old, are going on missions instead of joining the military. Yeah, so instead of enlisting, most of those kids are going out and doing missionary work. Which is totally fine. I mean, it's it's like someone going to the job court in some senses. I mean, I don't think it's as helpful, personally. But Well, to that point, they're saying that Utah scored well in civic engagement. And probably I think top of the line. Probably topically, top of the line, exactly. Um, which considers volunteering and political involvement, among other things, scoring seventh best in the country. So while we were really low in patriotism... Well, at 45th in terms of military involvement, we're almost dead last. Yeah. Five away. Yeah, and and a part of that comes from having a small base presence. We have a couple of national... Because we still have Fort Douglas, 
which is still an active military installation. There's some other smaller military things. There's a tiny bit going on. Yeah. Little, so, I mean, there's even one just down the road uh, over at airport number two. They have the Apaches. Well, then there's the Tawella um, Depot that's yeah. got military very little, though, but... But the reality is we don't have a big service member community. Veterans don't retire and come here. Um, our VA is okay, but we're definitely underserved in that regards. So it doesn't really surprise me if that's what you're ranking patriotism by. You um, know, I think if you were to ask well. three out of four Utahns... They would say we're patriotic. I, would, I think they would say we're patriotic. I think 75% would say... What? Yeah, they would be surprised, for sure. They would be surprised, for sure. Which is what makes that story interesting. Well, Utah is also groundbreaking. Um, And groundbreaking in ways you would not expect from a super religious, super conservative state. Uh, This last week, we had our primaries. And uh, a uh, Democratic candidate, there was a Democratic primary, really, for one of the Senate seats here in Utah, going up against Mike Lee. Uh, And Misty Snow, uh, who is now... uh, not only Utah's, but I think nationwide. There's one other transgender candidate that made it, and I don't remember what state that she's from. So Misty Snow is a transgender candidate for national office for the Senate seat, that, the Senate seat that Mike Lee currently occupies in the state of Utah. She defeated marriage therapist Jonathan Swinton in Tuesday's primary, and a little interesting backstory on that: Swinton swears. That when he went and met with all the Democratic people, they... <laughs> they went, spit on his they wife. They spit on his wife. <laughs> Swinton says... With, now, the, with <laughs> the insiders? With Democratic yeah. insiders? Yes! Yeah. They said that they like swore <laughs> and, and spit on his wife. Now, I have a hard time believing that. Well... I don't know that I do. I, I think the caucus... <laughs> I think the caucus system this year has changed... Uh, and, and the turnout for it, really, I think has changed a little bit of what's going on. I know there's been some stuff going on in the Democratic Speak Party locally. Um, I'm really surprised by this. I mean, Swinton, by all definitions, is about as Republican as you can be while wearing he a Democratic He is a conservative style. Republic. I mean, is conservative so, Democrat. But, you know, from, from a, a, a reality standpoint, he probably has a better chance to win the election. Now... My hope is this. I think Snow's got great ideas. She's definitely the common man, the common Very woman. Very much, yes. Um, because if she's a grocery store worker, she doesn't even know if she can quit her job to work her campaign. Like, There's some real challenges she's got taking on this powerhouse you know, of Mike Lee. Let, so let's talk about this for a second. How did she win? Because people voted for her. I remember. Oh, well, and that's what. <laughs> well, it, it's like Brexit. A lot of people voted. That's how these things happen. So when we say go to your polls, you can make a difference. This is what we're talking about. Because one, in a Democratic primary, Republicans can't vote, right? <laughs> so none of that conservative vote is. If coming. you are a registered Republican, you, you have to be registered. When I walked into my precinct, they asked me because I am non-affiliated on my card and they said do you want to vote Republican or Democrat and then they started to explain the process to me and said well then you have to register but you can always unregister and I was like I don't subscribe to that religion sorry but uh, voting Democrat this time so so so, but when you go out to the polls when you when you do your mail-in ballots she has a strong following and it doesn't surprise me because Utah has a very strong LGBTQ community. It um, really does. But she has no practical experience 
in politics. But we don't know. We don't know her. We don't know if she has a history of passion for government. She. That's all she could have studied. Like we don't. Does anybody? We don't know. know but you know what? Know. She doesn't tout it. If that's true, she's not getting out there actively and saying. I mean, maybe she quite just honestly, wants to be the common man. Her political plank right now well, is one. I work as a bagger mm-hmm. in a in a in a, a in a Smith. Mm-hmm. Two, I'm transgender. Well, that's I not it. She's got she, a platform. Yeah, she doesn't. She's spoken publicly. Her transgender stuff. That no, much. she she really doesn't like to put it out there. But she ran on a platform, and, and what she's running on is raising the minimum wage. I think she wants to raise it to fifteen dollars an hour. Yes. Uh, and she's an advocate for women's rights, and obviously for the LGBTQ community. Um, but she's running against essentially, uh, you know, from a primary perspective, Swinton who is about as Republican as you can get. And I think that the Democrats in the state of Utah are tired of these extremely moderate to conservative people running on a Democratic ticket. The downside is, honestly, I don't think there's a snowball's chance in hell that she wins in the general. Well, not against Mike Lee, who is the incumbent and an asshole. I hope a couple of things. Because, one, Utah is very likely to become a battleground state for the presidency. We have Mayor Jackie Biskowski. Salt Lake is extremely liberal. But all of the other counties are not. But the it, rural counties it are very super likely could bring a lot of national press here, mm-hmm. which could help her fuel a real campaign against Lee. Right. That's my hope. If if it stays as is now, that she doesn't have a chance, regardless of who she is, because Lee has a war chest. But it could bring bring money, bring a lot of PAC money and a lot of national party money to get behind her, and the amount of press that we're going to get as a result of her being transgender, whether she wants to tout that or not, it's absolutely amazing that a transgender candidate is up for a national is, It has gotten this far. Yeah, Can I ask I how you everybody announces her as a transgender candidate? How do you guys feel about that versus just the Democratic candidate, so, Misty Snow. I will tell you, I don't think they should mention it. I don't think so either. I think they should say she's the Democratic candidate. I agree. Because the transgender thing is a gimmick. Mm-hmm. And it's not a gimmick she's trying to employ. For well, sure. Look, she is a she, as far as I'm concerned. And I get it, but we're in a time in this country where having a black man become a president mm-hmm. is a huge you. deal. And we're at a time in this country where gay rights are at this precipice. It's the civil rights movement all over. Yeah, I mean, it's just a different form of the same type of movement. So, while, yeah, in in, in this day and age, I hate the fact that that's touted, that it's even brought up that she's transgender. Like, my kids, when they describe their friends, never refer to them in terms of skin tone. Right. Like, we say, is is that, you know, just not thinking, you know, is that the little black girl that lives down the street? And they go, no, it's not. It's this other girl. And they don't ever use skin tone as a descriptor. And so that... That's starting to change, but I think especially... In yeah, but that says a lot about your parenting as well. Yeah. <laughs> but that's... But, but like it or not, it's a huge issue. But it is an issue. And, and even though she's not pushing it, it is an issue. Yeah, it's a big it's a big deal to have a gay mayor in a city, in a state that is primarily conservative. Right. So... Well, it, just as if 50 years ago she was a woman, that in and of yeah. itself would be a whole big deal. And it, and it doesn't need to be, it shouldn't be, but at, at this juncture, that's why it is. It's still a big deal that she's a woman. Yeah. Well, it is. 
I mean, it's still a big deal that a woman beats out a man in any. But fifty years ago, they would have talked to her, talked as as the woman candidate. Right, but but still, right. I mean, she's 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 overcome a lot to be the the Democratic candidate. Sure. She's a woman, she's transgendered. She doesn't have an official political background. She's she. Bottom line is good for her. Good for her. I actually really think it's fantastic for our state and for the Democratic Party in our state. I do think it'll probably wind up in a loss. I don't really see how it doesn't. What I would hope for is that we get a lot of voter support at the polls. Well, and hopefully it paves the way for other people. Exactly. Who, 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 who think because I'm transgender, because I'm a woman, because I don't want to run whatever. because that's going to get brought out into the spotlight and I'm going to get hate mail. I also think that the fact that she's the Democratic, um, you know, uh, entry into this arena, that she's going to get a lot of play because she's the Democrat. Now that's not going to go far in the rural areas, but in the in the really um, urban areas, we're primarily Democratic. Yeah. And so I think she's going to get further than people will believe. I hope so. I, I really do. There's a chance she could make it. I think it's maybe a slim chance, but I think she could. So, uh, moving on. On to some depressing news, and maybe in some ways related. Uh, Utah, and we kind of talked about this when we talked about children's health a couple <coughs> weeks ago. Um, Utah's youth suicide rates are way up. Uh, the youth suicide rate 2007. Yeah, has, has tripled. Um, <coughs> jumping from three out of every 100,000 to eight and a half out of every 100,000 uh, in the state. That's a, a pretty significant well, jump. It says it's an alarming increase not seen anywhere else in the country. So, Well, and Michael Aaron, um, the head editor of Q Magazine, posted this last week that since Orlando, there has been at least six youth suicides in Utah. Why? Why is that happening? Do people see the thing that happened in Orlando as a warning sign that tough times are ahead? I mean, well, I think there's, what is the correlation? I, I think there's a lot of factors. I don't think you can point that kind of a jump to any one thing. But I certainly think living in a state like Utah where you have the predominant religion that also controls most of the legislation and the legislature saying... No, being gay is not all right. Having you know, you know, people in your life that are gay, you have to uh, essentially denounce them. It puts a lot of pressure on a kid. Kids don't need to be facing that kind of pressure. Kids don't need to be looked down upon because they're attracted to someone of the same sex or they identify as another gender. You're you're right. I will say this: I am hearing on a regular basis. Stories about families who are bucking the tradition and basically supporting their openly gay, um, you know, kids and family, and those those stories of those those LDS folks that are doing that, it's inspirational to me. It is because it means they're changing the church but, from inside. Yeah, but part of the problem is is those families are supportive. But think about it like this: if you're a kid, you grew up in the LDS church. Right, so you go, you get baptized when you're, what, seven or eight or whatever age it is that they baptize kids. You're growing up with all these people in your ward, all the kids in your neighborhood, you know them, they're all being taught the same thing, and then as you start to realize, you know, that you're essentially a sexual creature, that you have feelings for other people, but those feelings are for someone of the same sex, 
or you start to make those decisions as an adult where you, you know as a, as a young adult as a teenager where you go you know I I don't I don't feel like what society represents a girl to be right or I don't feel like there's societal society pressures yeah now you're going through that and regardless of how supportive your family is everyone else around you has been taught that that's all wrong you're is right this, is this uh, this isn't all just LGBT kids though no this is... absolutely not but I, I think that's that's a big part of it I think that that plays into it I also think you know there's there's other pressures that occur in, in this sort of community that you know kids, you know what church, church yeah. You know what we're sure. not talking about here is the amazing amount of prescription drugs for depression that are prescribed in Utah. And I think if you were to look at some correlation analysis of the youth suicide and the prescription drug for depression and stuff like that, I wonder if there wouldn't be some sort of an well. Utah comparison. also Utah also has a really low per capita rate of therapists to. You know, people, people. Period. We have a problem with therapists in the state. We just don't have enough. And certainly, kids. You know, the the church is great, but between you guys and me and anyone listening, the LDS Church sucks at counseling kids. They're well, going to counsel them from it's their own counselors. Yeah, counseling from their own. They're not propaganda. trained counselors. They're everyday folks that are members of the church. And, not, and, and that's what parents in that's what families in the LDS community turn to first for counseling. And as because Jeremy it's said, covered by the church, it's free. They're it's counseling from the perspective of the doctrine, and of what they're the counseling church from their personal to. perspective, and that's not necessarily effective for helping people cope with these feelings of not fitting in. And well, they go to counsel, and the counselor says, "Yeah, you're wrong." Yeah, they're not trained therapists. Remind, and simple. remind me to tell you why I left the, the, the LDS church one of these days. I will. But it's ex- this exact thing. This exact thing is why I left. Now, it didn't cause me to, to take an extreme step, you know, in the story that we're mentioning, but um, it's, a, it's a strong parallel for what we're talking about. Well, absolutely. I mean, this, these are pressures that these kids face. Um, before we wrap up that story, there was an app that was released in January that has been so beneficial. Um, it's called Safe Utah, and it's run by the University of Utah's uh, Neuropsychiatric Institute. It is open 24 hours. They answer every single text that comes in. Um, and there's hotlines as and well, I, but that app is amazing. I, I've been hearing a, uh, a couple spots for... Uh, a new local nonprofit as well um, called the Quit Trippin', I think, um, which is essentially groups for you know youth to come and talk about their problems, um, not necessarily therapy sessions, but for kids of like ages with like problems to come and have discussions and be able to vent to each other. Um, so there are resources out there that that aren't just for the church. So just good to know. Just because somebody says they're okay does not mean that they are. So no. just be aware. Uh, saying someone is okay or fine is typically a leave me alone message. Uh, and and we should recognize that. Absolutely. Be Absolutely. obtrusive. Intrusive. So you know, <laughs> you know who else is intrusive? <laughs> I'm, I'm curious. Who else? This guy, I, I'm telling you right now, this guy looks like a grade A douchebag in his picture, too. Um, so this this week, um, 
There was a gentleman, uh, what was his name? His uh, name is John Michael Manning. Yeah. He John was just Michael ID'd. Manning, a real piece of work. Yeah, so John Michael Manning is accused of burglary and stealing Kurt Harris's military uniform and medals. So he poses as a Marine himself, and he goes... To the gym. And he tells he tells uh, Manning that he needs a place to stay. He's a fellow Marine, hard hard times, down his luck, needs a place to stay. So he tells that to Harris, right? Right. Yes. He's staying at his house, yeah. And so Harris opens up his house and says, sure, come on. You can stay with me for a little bit until you get things back on your feet. This guy is preying on something that is really important to the Marines, which is that esprit de corps and that, like, the any fellow Marine is your brother. And this guy is preying on that, that really, really, um, I don't know, uh, that esprit de corps. So, so Harris goes away on business, and he comes home to find that his laptop, his car, uh, and, and probably most important to him is his uniform. And his, his medals, medals mm-hmm. are all gone. He's, this guy took them all. What a scumbag. And photos of friends. Like, what are you going to do with that? Yeah. You're yeah. going to do what this guy does and impersonate a Marine well, and, and try to a, reap the benefits. Steal an identity. I mean, really, at the end of the day, this guy's a con artist. He's going to steal an identity, and he's probably going to wreak havoc on this poor guy's life for a long time. And by the way, the actual veteran has a dog, which makes him a badass, so... <laughs> Am I right, guys? Am I right? Am I feeling like I'm right? I'm right. You're feeling like it. So what a sad story. I hope they catch the game. So we're going to, I think, today end on uh, <laughs> something else. A lighter note. Quite entertaining <laughs> in the state of Utah. So uh, a gentleman <laughs> by the name of... Uh, I love this story. This is real life. Let me tell you, my favorite thing in this story is the opening line. A very lonely and stupid man is fighting for the right to marry his computer. I feel like you should say that with more drama. To, you know, to marry his <laughs> porn-filled Okay, I, I'm going to read this again the right way. A very lonely and stupid man is fighting for the right to marry his porn-filled computer! Why? So essentially this guy, Chris uh, Sevier or Severe oh, or whatever the hell his name is, he uh, showed up in Utah County at the clerk's office and asked for a marriage license so he could marriage, marry his computer. <laughs> and his argument was the same bullshit that you hear every time someone talks about gay marriage. Why can't I marry my it. dog? Yeah, it's a slippery slope. Pretty soon, someone's going to be marrying their computer. Hold, whoa, whoa. Hold on, Chris. Breaking news. Oh my god. <laughs> really? <laughs> so you fucking play that in advance. Dude, I and have one back, job. I have and one job. At play the that. end of the news. Oh yeah. You oh, are not yeah. good at your job. I I'm really not. <laughs> but I try really hard. You but it, be a linesman. But essentially they their one job too. This guy is just trying to take it to that level. He has no real intention of marrying his computer. He's just trying to throw a court case out there. And I really hope that every court along the way continues to refuse to see his case. Well, what a waste of time and money. It is. Uh. Here's the funny thing. Five years, ten years from now, people will legitimately be married to their computers. Because of this case. Well, in this case, it's just a despicable piece of crap. I mean, the stuff that he says... (laughs) There's no proof that uh, there's a gay gene. There's no real proof that people are born gay. 
there's no real proof that God exists, but you believe in that shit, don't you? Like, it just <laughs> boggles my mind. This guy is only a herald to what is to come. Five to ten years from now, I promise you, people will be married to shit. They'll be married <laughs> to a goat. They'll be married this to their computer. This is not Pee-wee's Funhouse. This is not going to happen. I'm, the computer I'm cannot not even, consent. I'm not joking. I'm being completely serious. I, I, the computer cannot consent to marry him. It has no free will. It has no free thought. I hope it's not it does marry him. It could be like Holly. Five years from now, <laughs> you program a button that says, yes, I do. You click You it. could do that today, but it doesn't mean the computer knows what it's doing. It's doing what you told Dude, it to. Who's putting money down on How this? How many marriages are like that anyways? Thank you. I hope the computer okay. takes him Thank you, Jess. <laughs> <laughs> it should be worth noting, Jess has uh, dyed her hair, and it is... Is it not? Because it's gorgeous. Oh, thanks. You're welcome. I like it. That's not oh, weird. Oh, boy. Well, I think that's enough for tonight. So, on that note... I'm not saying I'm a half-masked, guys. I'm so, just... <laughs> Phil, wow. Wow. This is a married man over here that just spent a week with his wife and... I two love... weeks with his wife in a foreign country. That's right. I love my wife. And he comes <laughs> home and gets chubby with Jess. That's just... <laughs> I don't understand. I, I am not understand. consenting to this, just so you know. <laughs> you, you don't need to. I'm no, chubby on no, my own. She does need to consent, Josh. That's the thing. Not, but I'm not consenting. Yeah. So, Sorry. Uh, Sorry about we're it. We're going to go ahead and wrap things up. Uh, you can uh, find us on Facebook. We're the New Utah Podcast. You can reach us out on uh, Twitter at uh, TNU Podcast. And then our, our website, which is... TheNewUtah.wordpress.com That may change to the domain that we actually own. Um, at some point. Wait. Potentially. We own a domain? Did you buy a domain? <laughs> <laughs> Let's just leave it there. Yeah, don't we'll don't engage there. him. Yeah, yeah. Don't. You have to engage me. Can you get him a toy, please? <laughs> I own the freaking domain. <laughs> Bitches. All right. Uh, get the fuck out of my house. Bye. Bye.